Welcome to Carol Matthews Intuitive Medium Podcast. Now, here's Carol. Hi there, this is Carol Matthews and welcome to my podcast. My mission or my intent is to share stories of my journey as a medium. And I have quite a few for you and I'm trusting that you're going to stay tuned and enjoy. And here's one that I want to share with you. You know, this was kind of interesting, very interesting. My arm was numb and I was clutching my chest and trying to stay focused on the microphone in front of me. All of this while giving Katie a meaningful message from her spirit guide, her departed father. And you know, as I looked around the broadcast booth, I had a vivid flashback to when I was 10 years old, walking down the road of my hometown, Keswick, Ontario. How could I explain to my parents and friends what was going on in my head, the visions, the voices, and the pain I felt when around other people? Even today, today, explanations are hard to come by. I sort of stopped trying to figure it out. I just go with it now. I believe. I quickly snapped out of that moment and I continued to tell the many callers messages and happenings around them, names and events only they could relate to. And as the evening progressed, I dealt with questions on astrology, auras, and dreams. But the most prominent query from my audience was, who is my guardian angel? And you know, I've always believed in Archangel Michael, the angels of miracles, Raphael, and have felt their presence many times in my own personal life. Seeing angelic figures around people was a common occurrence in my life, but I wasn't prepared (laughs) to see human forms around my friends and strangers. So my first experience of the different kind came as a total surprise to me. Having lunch with friends at a cozy Italian restaurant in Etobicoke, Ontario, joking and just having fun when I happened to glance across the room and saw an elderly lady sitting alone and having lunch. I was first drawn to the look of sadness and the feeling of loneliness etched on her face. While thinking of while she was so forlorn, I noticed a man seated at her side, a warm smile on his face and his hand lovingly resting on her hand. I closed my eyes for a moment and decided that my one glass of wine with lunch was quite enough. He was still there when I dared to look again. But of course, we know there was nobody there. So I didn't say anything to my lunch mates. I just continued and then the waiter came over and he was talking to this lady and he said, how are you doing today? And she said, oh, I'm fine. And he said, well, he said, I guess it is a rough day. So I hope you enjoyed your lunch, but I realize it's a rough day without your husband being here and it is your anniversary. Well, I admit I had another glass of wine. So that was really kind of cool. Our lives are filled with what ifs, and I feel confident that I have had, if I had somehow made a motion to talk to her and give her any messages that would inevitably come from her luncheon date, knowing what I know today from my experience as a medium, the feeling of comfort she would have felt would have been well worth my efforts. So, you know, my life as a medium has been rewarding in many ways, although challenging, and remembering the struggles I accepted my gift of being able to talk to the other side at any given time. A medium, I feel, is a middleman between ourselves and departed, a messenger. Having been psychic all my life and able to give information through photographs, cards, and jewelries, I have learned, much to my surprise, that all psychics are not mediums and all mediums are not psychics. It is a gift and a responsibility that I treat with great respect. And I have discovered that I am a psychic and a medium, so it seems that I am both, which must be why I have part Gemini in my astrology chart, although I am a Sagittarian. So I suppose it could be said that the medium role unexpectedly appeared one day in 1980 while I was doing a psychic consultation with a client. 
As we were talking about an impending move for her, my body became very warm. My eyelids started to droop involuntarily, and I felt an intense pain in my chest, and I uttered, it just came out, the name Roy. Roy, it is difficult to say who was shocked the most, my client, as that was the name of her passed on husband, or myself, trying to cope with what was going on with my twitching and pain-filled body. Trying to remain calm, I asked her how her husband had passed on, and I wasn't at all surprised when she said from a heart attack. That certainly explained the pain in my chest, but I was left with the question, how and why through me, and where do I go from here? Well, months and many clients came and went, and the end of each day would find me sitting and still asking why, and asking my guides to help me with the process and the possible answers. Knowing that there is no such thing as coincidence, although I put it off to that, I found myself sitting across from a psychic, a great guy named John Goldsby. I had worked with John in a psychic center in Mississauga, and while I respected his work, I had no idea a visit with him would bring about the biggest turning point in my life. I had made an impulsive appointment with him to get some insight on my marriage. Even when you have a gift of intuition, emotions can get in the way, and outside advice is sometimes necessary. I have to admit though, I went to John with a bit of a show me attitude, not a good one. One I've seen with some of my clients throughout the years. John sat back, lit his ever present pipe, I still remember that, looked at me, smiled and said, out of the blue, you are having trouble being a medium. Hmm. Not knowing what he meant and feeling very vulnerable, I retorted with, yes, but I am trying to lose weight. With a knowing grin, he continued to talk to me to tell me that there was a lady standing behind me and gave me a description of my maternal grandmother, Mary Kenyon. After letting me digest this information for a moment, he began telling me that my very recently departed father was at my side and was very proud of me and the manner in which I was using my gift. Hmm. He then mentioned the fact that my dad had a bad knee in life, a complaint I remembered, especially before a rainfall. Not understanding what was going on and wondering when he would get to the issue of my marriage, I remember thinking, well, that was a good guess. We've all got bad knees, and of course they get worse when it rains. There was the attitude. So knowing and understanding today, the whole process of a meeting with a medium, I realized that my dad was trying to get a message to me that I was on the right path with my career, and this man, John, was the messenger. I, of course, was choosing to not cooperate and receive. So my dad, having to get my attention, and I am sure was very frustrated, made John the medium lean forward, point his finger at me and say, I never liked the candied carrots. Hmm. Words, simple ones, but ones that hit my emotions and memory so hard that I immediately sobbed openly and loudly. No more attitude. Since the age of 10, I had cooked and enjoyed making my dad roast beef dinner with candied carrots, which he always ate and complimented me on my culinary skills. And even after I got married, he'd come for Sunday dinner and I made roast beef dinner with candied carrots, and he continued to compliment me. Now, passed on and speaking through a medium, he was giving me a message only I could totally relate to. I realized within moments that I had not come as I thought to learn about personal matters. I was sent by my guides, my dad being one, to be shown in no uncertain terms that being a medium was real and acceptable. 
So leaving that office that day was a less troubled and more aware person, me. And most importantly, ready to take on the responsibility of giving messages from the other side. Because of my father, who I admired and still do to this day, if he was there, that made it very, very real to me. So years later, you know, I can't help but wonder what path I would have taken had I had not made that appointment and had contact with my father. I trust that it had not been that day, it would have been shortly thereafter. My course was already charted by the powers that be. I just needed guidance and reassurance. I will add, who better to hear this from a father, whether here or passed on? Life has an interesting way of giving us messages, whether we are ready for them or not. Or as John Lennon said, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. So shortly before my session with John Goldsby, the medium, I had made the decision to leave my job in an accounting firm in Toronto and move out of town. The desire and need of a quieter lifestyle was calling me loudly. So on a sunny day in March, I was involved in a car accident that literally turned my life around. One moment I was driving across town to purchase boxes for my upcoming move. The next moment my car was hit broadside and sent swerving very quickly to a set of gas pumps in a service station. It was at the corner of Woodbine and Queen, for any of you that happen to know Toronto, it's called The Beaches. My angel steered my car away from the imminent danger of an explosion and I was left badly injured, but alive. And you know what? Today, I recognize that it would have been easier had my angels whispered in my ear that I was not to move away and that it would be a good idea to pursue my gift of awareness as a psychic, but I wouldn't have listened. So they got my attention in the only way they knew how. So after about four months of pain pills and worry and many calls from a friend who believed in my talents and urged me to work in the tea room that he knew of, my life was being gently nudged and enfolding in a manner that I had that just had my head spinning. So many struggles ensued in the next weeks between my ego telling me I was too good to do readings in a tea room in Toronto huh, and my bank manager telling me I couldn't afford not to. So again, and big surprise, the universe had plans for me. I took the name Carla and began doing tarot readings, as many as 10 a day, and I admit, not liking the process at all. Feelings of working in a take a number meat market scenario and knowing I had more to give my clients than that forced me to take another big step and quit. And what happened was I got a really, really bad throat, sore throat. Of course, I went for talking so much. And I went and I took a took a chance and I got some very inexpensive business cards made. I got another telephone put into my very, very small one bedroom apartment. And I just sat there and I just trusted. And the phone started ringing and the rest is history. So, you know, trust in God and the universe. And they're they were certainly in the forefront for me then. So it's, it's really kind of neat. And uh, it's, it was my beginning. And now, wow, that was uh, 1979. And this is now 2019. So uh, don't do the math. It was uh, quite a while, quite a while. So that's just another one of the stories that I want to share with you. And I'm going to be sharing more. And uh, I trust that you will stay tuned and like and subscribe and uh, just enjoy the journey with me. To book a personal reading with Carol, email her at coasttocoastmedium at gmail.com. Find her online at carolmatthewsintuitive.com. Make sure you like and subscribe for future episodes.